Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to anchor.fm to get started. Peace. Welcome to Anatomy of Marriage Radio. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, my friends? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and today we are super excited because we are dropping what we are calling the Ramsey Weekend. That is right. And why are we doing a Ramsey Weekend, you ask? Mm -hmm. Well, because 15 plus years ago, we were gifted for our wedding the Financial Peace University by Dave Ramsey, and it was a total game changer. It helped us change our perspective on setting goals, everything from like meal planning to Mm -hmm. budgeting, all the things things. And we just love Dave Ramsey, the work that he does and the people that he has on his teams. And we wanted to bring it to y'all. That's right. And since then, we have been able to interview and hang out and chill with amazing people from Mm -hmm. Ramsey Solutions. Rachel Cruz, George Camel, Blake Thompson, Ken Coleman, Anthony O'Neill, all these people. And they do amazing interviews. Mm -hmm. And it was just really fun to hang out with them and chill and also get some wisdom. Uh, We forgot the newest personality, John Deloney. Who we go live on Instagram, Mm -hmm. live on Tuesdays, and we hang out, we talk, and we're we're getting to know them. And Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, every everything you guys put out is really, really good, and it is meant to create value and help people. And that's exactly what we want to do. So we really hope that you enjoy this. And a quick heads up before we jump in, some of these episodes are replays, so you may have heard them before, Mm -hmm. but y'all, no big deal. Just Skip it and pass it on to your friend. Don't be stingy and weird about it. Yeah, so enjoy this episode. The very first one we're diving into is with George Camel. He is an awesome dude, mm-hmm. super, super talented. You are going to love him. And he recorded his end of the audio, so he's a king in my eyes. That's right. <laughs> All right, enjoy. All right, see you later. There we are. Hey, hey guys. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderfully. How are you? We are doing great. Awesome. It is great to see you. Yeah. Hello. It's okay. good to see you. You have the professional mics. I You're one-upping me right now. I thought <laughs> I was cool. You guys have like the Ryan Seacrest mic. <laughs> uh, hello. Our only goal was to one-up you, so I think we've succeeded. <laughs> Mission accomplished. My my long-term goal is to get the Bob Barker mics with like... <laughs> really the long. long one. Yes. Yeah. And then it says Anatomy so of Marriage school. Vertical. <laughs> It's because he, he liked to social distance. He didn't want to have to get too close. He could just point <laughs> everything six feet away. He was like doing a, it before it was cool. Like a microphone <laughs> on a chopstick end. Um, well, it is lovely, yeah. lovely, lovely to see you. Thank you so much for joining us and doing this with us. It's awesome. Oh, it's my pleasure. Awesome. Yeah. We're big fans of you guys at Ramsey. Oh, oh that's thank good. You. That's so, Ooh, so kind fans. to hear. <laughs> well, good. Well, that's we're, we're big fans of Ramsey and have been for uh-huh. a long time. So, you guys, welcome to Anatomy of Marriage. We're doing these special lives with people that we want to get to know more of and with 
people also that we feel that you can benefit from their wisdom, from their experience, and just what they got going on. We like interviewing fun people, and George is one of those fun He's people. He's a fun person. And George is the... Self-proclaimed fun right. person. Self-proclaimed. Aren't we all, I guess, aren't we all? <laughs> so George is the host of the Dave Ramsey YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been doing that, George? So I have been uh, in this role for three years now. And before that, uh, for four years, I was on the marketing team. So I actually started as an intern uh, in social media, email marketing, worked full-time in some of those roles, and then made the switch over to take over for Ken Coleman, who was hosting the video channel and all of our live events at the time. So now I get to do that. Oh, wow. Wow, I didn't realize Ken was doing that. Mm Mm-hmm. That's yes. crazy. Yeah, yeah, he came on board doing that, kind of knowing his his path is he wanted to help people with their careers. And so I gladly took the reins. You know, sitting at a laptop all day doing marketing, I loved, but now I get to be marketing with my own personal body. So I get to reach people by the things I say and do, which is so much more fun to me. To have that energy of a live crowd or have the energy connecting through a camera is a blast. Yeah, yeah. and I, it really comes through in, in the clips that I've seen you. We, we The only... Dave Ramsey event we've been to was the influencer mm-hmm. event last year mm-hmm. in October and we've been out there a couple other times but I really want to go to some more entree leadership events and I've seen those that you do like the um, like the, the clips of them the clips of them and you know you, you do the camera like that and there's like a couple of thousand people and that's so cool that you get to put your what is what is the word imperimeter your 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 signature mm-hmm. on part of the events uh, to be so, to be a part of something so big and then to bring your own style to it. I think mm-hmm. it's like you, you're great in, in front of like thousands of people and it, it's just so cool. It's a dream. I appreciate that. It's really cool to represent a company that I love so much, doing work that matters so much. And it's, it's nice knowing that when I get off the stage that night, people's lives are changed, not because of me, not even because of our you know personalities and how great they are, but because of the information connecting with those people, and then they take action on that information. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just this morning, I, I do these walks and stuff, and I was really... I'm thinking of all kinds of different things with like COVID-19 and all all these things that how we're going to be different after this, you know, six months from now or whatever, like what is literally going to be birthed from this time kind of thing. And I was just thinking of how can what we do here, Anatomy of Marriage, be like the soil that grows Mm. other things. Like Mm -hmm. as a licensed marriage and family therapist, part of my job for, I don't know, 14 years has been to provide that space for couples and individuals to heal, not to tell them what to do, not to say, here's the formula, go out there and do it. Why haven't you done this? You know, you're so goofy, but to like lay the groundwork and throw out there the possibilities and create that space. And I think that's when real change happens. So just like what you said, you know, you are uh, at Ramsey Solutions and in other things, we're just laying the groundwork out and then they have to, I don't know, take their own reins mm-hmm. and, and go with that, which is just so, so cool to be a part of that and to witness in other yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love seeing the innovation from people, from businesses. There are so much more kind of digital uh, compassion happening that we're seeing. I love doing virtual happy hours with friends to connect that way. But I have found that there are, there are two people in this crisis. There are the ones that kind of crawl into the corner and just kind of rock and go, oh my gosh, I'm so panicked, I'm so scared. And there's the ones that are taking advantage of this time and pivoting instead of panicking and going, what are some skills that I can learn right now? What are some habits and disciplines uh, that I can build right now so that when I come out of this thing, I'm so strong? What you know, Maybe it's that thing where you go, 
I've always wanted to learn the piano, and now I have all the time in the world and no excuses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just revealing what we value during mm-hmm. this time. For some people, it's glued to the headlines and glued to negativity mm-hmm. and becoming a pandemic expert all of a sudden <laughs> uh, with all of the stats and research they've done. And then you have the people who are going, how can I serve during this time? What are those disciplines that I can build during this time? And that's what excites me is the possibility. Mm -hmm. Uh, Michael Hyatt, uh, who's a friend of ours, I love his quote. He says, when negative things happen, the best question to ask is what does this make possible? Mm. Mm. And I love that so much. A lot of us have this FOMO right now, uh, and it's hard to now because nothing's happening. So you don't need to have the fear of missing out on nothing happening. But I have always loved this idea of JOMO, which is the joy of missing out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Missing out on purpose. Maybe it's self-care for a lot of us who are running so fast, and all of a sudden we actually have time to take care of ourselves. Have time to have that gratitude and contentment for the things we have as we see people around us literally dying from mm-hmm. this virus or losing their jobs. It's really easy right now to to have that gratitude and go, I still have a job and I'm still alive. So if you woke up today and you breathed, you are doing great. Mm-hmm. And so I think just having the right attitude about this crisis is super important. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What is it? Chris Hogan or it might be Anthony O'Neill. He, he said... Uh, I was on the wake up list. Yeah, Anthony today. O'Neill posts that all the time. Yes, yeah. I lo- yes, Anthony. He's one of the most positive guys, and I, I love following him because he just brings such an energy where you go, "You're right. There are no excuses. You're right. I need to stop beating myself up. I need to go after my goals at all costs." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there something that you're doing specifically right now to like to stay in that mindset of no excuses? So like Seth and I are doing the seventy five hard. It's like a diet thing and exercise, and you read ten pages a day. So like, what do you do? to stay amazing. (laughs) Yes. Well, a lot of it stems from uh, my wife. So we have a lot of shared goals. And right now we we kind of, uh, we've, we've built some bad habits in the beginning of the crisis where you're like, we just have to eat pizza and ice cream and just, you know, crawl into that corner, like I mentioned. And then a week into it, you're like, okay, this is a long-term thing. We can't just sit here and binge watch and binge eat and do all these things and build these terrible habits. So we've definitely tried to start eating cleaner. Um, she has her her weight loss goal. I'm trying to get outside more. Uh, I've been playing a lot more guitar, something that I used to do a lot of is play music. Uh, and we started Masterclass. So now I'm watching and learning new skills from people that I look up to. And that's been super helpful just to keep learning and keep growing during this time. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Which one are you watching? Which Masterclass? So right now I'm watching one on mixology because I love cocktails. And I'm like, mm. man... I always look up to those people who can make these really fancy drinks and I go, well, people, you can do this at home. You can, yes. we have no excuse to not learn something anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I'm also watching Steve Martin mm. on comedy cause I, I'm trying to get into that more. I signed up to do a little stand up comedy act yes. with some friends Uh oh, yes. and like- I'm like, this sounds like fun. And then you go, oh, I have no clue how to write a stand up comedy routine. Yeah. And so I'm trying to learn from some of the best like Steve Martin. And it's crazy that we have access to something like that today. You know, yeah. 20 years ago, 10 years ago, we didn't have access to like fancy mixology classes and stand up comedy classes. And so I just love having access to all of this at our fingertips. Oh, yeah. So let me just, I know this wasn't in our notes or anything, but (laughs) about two years ago, my buddies started doing stand-up, and I just thought, what? You're doing open mic night stand-up? This is the craziest thing. And of course, I I used to be in a band too, so being on stage is not the the most far out there thing that we've done, but being the only individual on a stage 
like doing stand-up comedy is wild. So I did my first stand-up night out here in Seattle at this tiny place. It's literally like a 10 by 10 thing and there were only 10 people there. Mm-hmm. And then I did my second one out in Nashville when we did an event out there and there were like 200 people there and like I I actually did really good and then a couple more that I've done and it is so amazing. I just got wrapped up into it instantly. There you know I'm sure you've heard of uh, James Altucher, that mm-hmm. guy James Altucher. Well, <clears throat> he talked about he was getting into stand up too and he he's in New York City and he used to do stand up on the subway to oh, just just that. random wow. he, he would you know be, be he'd be on the A train or whatever and just stand in the corner and stand up and start doing his bit right there and oh have somebody God. record That's it. That's impressive. That I takes know. some courage. Yeah. And I love him because he's like, yeah, you do hard things all the time. You write down a zillion ideas, you know, none of them are going to work except for one random. But that I promise when you do your first stand up thing, it is the most scariest thing you could ever imagine, but every time that I would do it, I would be so uh, enthralled and it, you it, get that adrenaline rush oh man that exhilaration of like wow i want to do that again it's yeah. like you're on the roller coaster and you're like i don't want to do this i don't want to do this and you do it and you're like that was amazing let's go again yeah it, <laughs> and it, it's such an awesome feeling i think we we get that from public speaking anyway mm-hmm. but it is the best feeling in the world doing something scary and here's one of my things that i i really like to say that all growth and this is not i didn't coin it or anything but all growth all good things come from difficult things like the growth always comes out of the hardship because if we're not pushed if we're not strained if we're not hurting in some way then we have no reason to grow you know we have no reason to move forward and one of the main things in this whole pandemic stuff is and i've talked about this before i want to be i want to be able to look back in six days six weeks six months a year from now and say you know that pandemic I and again, this is a point of privilege because we're healthy and yeah. we haven't had anybody that we've lost or, or anybody, which is uh, we thank God for that. But I want to look back and go, I took full advantage of that. We took full advantage of that, and we did not sit around and eat bonbons and watch Netflix and feel sorry for ourselves. We saw it and and took anything that came out of it, and we're mm-hmm. making it a good yeah. situation to the best of our ability. And again, that's a that's a privileged place, so I'm not trying to be naive there um, or disrespectful, but that's how we're going to look at it. Yeah. I love that. That's a great mentality. And when you're talking about that, that passion of that guy doing stand up in a corner on a subway to nobody, that's how you know you love something. So I would encourage people out there, what is that thing that you would do in front of nobody and bomb and still say, I would do that every day? Yeah. That is the thing that you should be pursuing because that's an amazing thing. I w- I'm like, well, if there's not 100 people, I don't want to do it. Right. You know, I was like, what are you really after there? You don't, you just want the crowd's attention, you want their applause, but you don't really love the craft. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. That is beautiful. The way you said that, like if you would do it, no matter who, no, if no one is watching, no one is listening, you still do it. Follow that thing. And I love that because that's how we started our show. Like we started it because we're like, we, we are so passionate about mm-hmm. this. No one knows who we are. Let's do it anyway. And yeah. I love yes. that. I want to talk about Borrowed Future, which I know wasn't necessarily on our agenda, but I am obsessed with that show. I love talking but, about it. Yeah. But Good. before we talk about it, I have to ask you, have you ever had or made a Ramos Gin Fizz? No. It is Ramos. Ramos, like R A M O S. Uh-huh. 
Maybe it's Ramos and I'm pronouncing it wrong, <laughs> but it's a Ramos Gin Fizz and it is an egg based, like an egg white based drink. Oh, I with, love it. Yes. Oh. Nice creamy foam. Yes. The top. So Google a Ram- Ramos Gin Fizz and have that. That's the one drink that I can make because it is so. That's next time I, when I come to Seattle, we'll make them. Oh, yeah. Okay? Yeah. You'll come to our, our woods, our wooded home and we'll have Ramos Gin Fizz Eye together. Well, he, what's funny about that is me and my wife, we already have planned a trip everything's refundable it's in june and we're like hey let's take advantage of all the prices right now being yes. so low everything can be refundable mm-hmm. and so we planned a trip to seattle and portland nice uh, in june so we're pumped awesome for it. that is and so if, if seriously hit us up at the end of all this and if there is no end and it's still happening in june we refund it all and we'll plan one for the next month that well that's so awesome. awesome so there is a a special well there's a lot of restaurants obviously in seattle but there's this one place in downtown seattle that specializes in kind of obscure drinks and that's mm-hmm. where we discovered ramos gin fizz and they so, have a fizz off they have a competition every year they have yeah, a fizz off and yeah it's awesome. so anyway seattle we we, we would love to go get a drink with you yes. that'd be that'd be Let's awesome make it happen but yeah. i love it so tell Seattle's us a beautiful city it really is tell us about borrowed future tell us all of the things i love the show i was so ecstatic when i found out about it and i binged and i thought it was all released but there was only like four episodes released and so at the time when i was listening i was like yes i can listen to all of them and then i stopped at episode four and i was like no but anyway tell us yeah, all about we were it. desperately trying to keep up with the episodes at that point <laughs> so uh, this podcast stemmed from us going hey we've got this book uh, debt-free degree from anthony o'neill coming out this fall what if we could really paint a picture of this crisis? So it's not just Anthony going, hey, you should go to school debt-free. It's, well, why? And so we crafted this eight-episode documentary narrative-style podcast that could walk people through the problem, set up why is debt bad, why are student loans bad, how is this affecting people, uh, how do we stay away from it, what are some of the predatory things that the industry is doing, what is going on with the whole uh, mentality around college that stems from parents and students and culture? So there's so many villains in the story. When you look at it, it's not just Sally Mae. It's our parents who are trying to live vicariously through us and go, well, you need to go to the, a better school. I didn't get to go to college. Or, hey, you need to go to my college. You've got the educators that are pushing them to go to these colleges because that's how you get ahead in life. And then we realized, well, getting ahead looks a lot like being burdened by debt and not getting to do the things that you wanted to do. And so it was just so eye-opening and fascinating. We thought we knew some things and we were going to tell the story. And the people and the experts ended up really crafting the story. There are, I mean, I, I will never forget Terry, who was, uh, had a suicidal moment where she was about to drive off a cliff in San Diego because of her student loan debt. Mm. And I asked her during the interview, I point blank just said, when did your mental health issues start? Was it with your student loan debt? And she said, yes, Mm. absolutely. And that's when I realized, oh my goodness, this thing is so much bigger than we imagined. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you look at how we have the highest anxiety and depression rates, especially uh, among this generation, I think a lot of it stems from the pressure uh, around education and then the pressure around trying to keep up with your debt going, Hey, why can't I have all the nice things my parents have? I want that new car. I want, I got to have a house. I got I deserve nice things. I work hard. And so we, we taught kids that they can be whatever they want and have whatever they want. And it comes at a cost when you take debt to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It was such an amazing series. And there was a few things that stood out to me. And one that I absolutely loved was when you interviewed college students or people that were applying for colleges and asked them, like, why are you going to go to this college? And the answers were like, 
no, like, uh, you know. I know. It was so cringeworthy yes. talking to these high schoolers. And I'm asking them questions for the first time thinking, surely they've had these conversations uh-huh. with their, they were like, no, I never, t- I don't talk to my parents about how we're going to pay for college. And I asked them, well, why do you want to go to this particular college? Here was the top three answers. The football team. They've got, well, I just love the, I just love, you know, Ohio State, go Buckeyes. And the, oh, the landscaping, beautiful campus, beautiful, yeah. gorgeous campus. And then you've got, well, my parents went there, so it's their alma mater. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they have the, you know, the best program or whatever that is. And so we looked at other options for students going, hey, what about trade schools? What about community college? Mm-hmm. Uh, what if going to an in state school could be 10 times cheaper because it's free in your state? Or go to a community college for two years and transfer to a four year college and mm-hmm. finish there. Uh, and so we saw everything on the spectrum from people who did it the total wrong way to mm. people who are getting their PhDs debt free. Mm, that's amazing. That's awesome. For for me, I was literally the first person to graduate well with undergrad. Well, yeah, to, to go to college on, from either side of my mom's side or my dad's side. Literally the first wow. ever person in my history of the family, right? And I, I did it. I didn't get any scholarships. I got a lot of grants and I went to a state school. And I, I also had to pay some way through it. Now, for graduate school, I did get loans, but I was able to do this government program that literally wiped out sixty grand in master's wow. degree mm-hmm. debt for two years of service, which I, I would definitely recommend. Well, mm-hmm. I don't recommend going into debt, but yeah. if, if, if it's too late for some <laughs> folks, search out that option. It, it is a, a federal program, and literally, boom, $62,000 in debt, then one day... We get we sixty-two thousand dollars in our bank account. That was yeah, crazy. It was it was yeah. completely That's out of amazing. there. Well, which, and when you're looking at some of these forgiveness programs, we started doing the research and the math, and a lot of people are going into debt thinking, well, they're going to get forgiven. And then we looked at the math and the research and the data, and it showed that less than one percent of people were actually getting their loans forgiven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, obviously, not relying on the government uh, for anything is always a good move, as we're seeing with the stimulus check stuff. Yeah, when you're going, hey, the government's going to fix all my problems. No, they won't. Hey, the next president's going to fix all. No, we teach that you are the person who is going to fix your problems. You are the hero. Um, you know, when you look in the mirror and you go, I don't like what I see. Well. Good news, you get to make the choice, and you get to change that, and it's never too late. Mm-hmm. That's right. We have recently read a, a great book. You probably heard about it called Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink, and yeah. I that read it. a beast. Oh, yeah. my gosh. It's, I it, love he, Jocko Willink. <laughs> he is so good, and I, I read it first, and I was doing his program, and then Melanie started doing it, so mm-hmm. now we're both just like, okay, whose responsibility is it? Who, it? who falls on deck for that? And... Yeah, like with this this current climate that we recently just saw last week, or the headlines were on Friday, the, all these small business loans right now, there is no more money for that. So if small businesses were thinking, okay, I'm going to get that government subsidy, that loan, guess what? There, it, it all ran out right now. So what can we do? And this kind of may segue into our other topic that I wanted to talk about, was what is your current take on the not not just the cultural aspect of right now the pandemic and stuff but what is some good solid advice that you guys are coming out with Rand I know it but of course maybe some of our listeners don't know it some real solid advice uh, that you guys are are putting out there now as far as ownership as far as like you you can get through this um, what what are you what are you seeing what's your take on that yeah, well, for 30 years, uh, Dave was on his uh, you know, proverbial street corner yelling at everyone to 
take control of their money, get an emergency fund in place, get rid of your consumer debt. And everyone's going, well, Dave, we yeah, have, but there's good debt, you know, and I got my credit card, so I don't need the emergency fund. And it's safer that way. And what we're seeing now is people kind of having that wake up call uh, where they go, oh, crap. I was not in a good financial spot. And guess what? People want their money now, uh, and I don't have the money to pay for it. And so what we're seeing is a lot of validation, and it doesn't feel good right now because we're not, we don't want to ever point fingers and go, ha-ha, told you so, should have had an emergency fund. That's not the point of all of this. But I do hope that we come out of this with people going, gosh, I really do need to get control of my money. I need to get rid of those student loans that I thought were going to get forgiven, that I've been making minimum payments on. I need to get serious. I need to get that second job. I need to get this debt out of my life so that I have freedom and that I have options. Uh, so we tell people to control the controllables. Uh, and right now that may just be your thoughts, your actions, your decisions, not making any stupid decisions. Don't take money out of your 401k because you're scared about the market. Uh, don't go make any big purchases. You know, if your income is in- unstable right now, or you've been furloughed or laid off, it's time to buckle down and cover your four walls. You know, your food, utilities, transportation, your shelter, just get current on all of that. Don't even worry about the credit card stuff. You can work with your creditors on all that, but you need to make sure there's food on the table um, right now for your family. And so especially those with kids, you got people depending on you. You could be in a tough situation right now. And if your income is stable, then you keep plowing through those Dave Ramsey baby steps. You know, if you're in debt, keep making extra payments on that debt. If you're trying to build that emergency fund, stack up cash right now and keep doing that. If you're investing, keep investing. The stocks are on sale right now. Mm-hmm. You know, Merry Christmas. It's going to come back <laughs> right. as it always does. Uh, and if you're trying to make extra payments on the house like we are, keep doing that if your income is stable. So a lot of people are in a good spot and there's a little bit of guilt maybe where they go, gosh, like you guys are where you're saying, we're not struggling as much right now. Well, that's a great opportunity to uh, kind of be others focused and go, what are some areas that I can serve my community? Uh, Our team at Ramsey, Dave and a bunch of team members went out to a gas station downtown Nashville with big signs that said, we love our nurses and doctors and frontline healthcare workers. And they filled up 168 tanks in two and a half hours. Wow. That's awesome. Just as a thank you, as a way to serve uh, because we were in a position to do that. Or we organized a two-day food drive and got 1,500 tons of food for our local food bank. And so there are so many ways to give right now. And so if you're in a good place financially, find those ways to serve and to give, whether it's your time or your money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, and if it can't be money, then time mm-hmm. right go help go help your neighbor three weeks ago we started a this thing called marriage and family fridays at our church mm-hmm. which luckily the church is literally across the street and we we go live on fridays saying send in your questions and it's specifically for the church and mm-hmm. we do like a little teaching you know on communication or you know it's uh, all about marriage and family issues mm-hmm. because our church body can't meet together so we do a facebook yeah. and instagram live and we just say we'll talk about a topic send in your questions and it's a way to, to for us to give back but also it is so fulfilling and joyful and great and we're so blessed to be a part of that yeah, yeah. um yeah. so so i do have a question so talking about stimulus checks and you know if you're furloughed do this make sure you're for wall, four walls and all this stuff so for folks who are, well, let's do, let's do two scenarios. What should people do when they get their stimulus checks if they are in trouble? Uh, and what should they do if, like us, we're not really in trouble, but we do have a little bit of debt that we're cleaning up? It's really little, George. Don't get mad at us. It's <laughs> Don't really judge. small, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge us. Uh, but but what, sh- what should folks do with their stimulus check in those two scenarios? 
Yeah. So uh, like I was saying earlier, if your income is not stable or if you're furloughed, you're laid off, you're not sure uh, what's going to happen in the next month and you do have that debt, stack up that money. You've got to have that cushion right now to get through this crisis because we don't know how long it's going to last. So you've got to make sure that you can cover those four walls like we talked about, your food, utilities, uh, shelter, and transportation. So as long as those are covered or if your income is stable, I would keep attacking that debt. So it sounds like you guys are maybe in baby step two, trying to pay off all of that consumer debt. Uh, You may not have a fully funded emergency fund of six months. Um, So if you aren't sure that your income is going to keep coming in this month, stack it. Put it in a savings account right now so you can get through this. But if your income is stable, pay those extra payments, get rid of that debt to get you guys in a better place financially when we're out of this thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think this is for, for people who may have not tried the baby steps ever. Or, or who have known about it or are just like brand new, they're, they're right on it. So I think it would be wise to take that stimulus check, say, okay, we're starting, here's our $1,000 emergency fund, and we're going to put a little bit on debt. Now, maybe they don't want to, maybe they're not sure about their job, maybe they haven't been furloughed yet or anything, and this is just a thought, maybe it's completely wrong, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, put away 1000 bucks in the emergency fund, start chipping away at debt, and then also put some of that money back somewhere where you're not going to touch it until this thing is over. And then when it is over, boom, we're going to slam that all on debt. Would that be good advice? I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know if if you want to wait it out and you have that in savings and then once you realize, okay, my job is stable again, we've got that income, this thing is over for now, then you can throw that on the debt after that. But definitely covering, first cover those bases with the four walls and then you can move on to whatever baby step that you're on there. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And is Dave Ramsey still giving away Financial Peace University? Is that free yes. right now? Yes, they're still doing that free 14-day trial. So you can go in there and you can binge watch all nine lessons of Financial Peace University. Uh, you can get Every Dollar Plus, our premium budgeting tool. It'll connect to your bank account, track all your transactions. Uh, and it includes other courses like Smart Money, Smart Kids, oh, cool. uh, The Legacy Journey. There's a ton in there to check out. We've never done this before. Where we just said, hey, go check it out for free for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And so we're really excited about people uh, right now looking at that information and going, oh my gosh, this is what I really needed to hear and this can help me going forward. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I do want to say you we... can find that. Yeah, we were gifted um, Financial Peace University when we very first got married by my brother. He bought it for us, like when it was a giant folder of CDs in the, in the and leather DVDs. CDs. Oh, like in the leather. School, yes. yeah. And it was, I mean, it was pretty intense and we were gifted that, but we, uh, it was one of the most um, uniquely joining experiences where we finally had a goal that we didn't even realize we didn't have before. Mm -hmm. And we sat down and together we looked at every penny, every dollar that was going in and coming out and all of those things. And it was such an amazing and bonding experience. So I would really suggest that anybody do this, especially now it's got a two week free trial. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming you can go to DaveRamsey.com and get it there. Yes. Right. Yeah. And DaveRamsey.com slash hope is kind of our hub and you'll find it front and center right there. But like you're saying, it's amazing to see, we've seen couples marriages saved just by going through this, not because it's a marriage course, but because it gets them on, on a plan. It has, you create those shared goals. And I recently talked about this on Anthony O'Neill's YouTube channel. On an episode of The Table, we talked about how couples can work together 
And it really does come down to those shared goals, because once you can point at the goal as the bad guy, instead of, well, I want this, you know, Seth wants this and Melanie wants this, then it's a fight of whose goal is more important Mm -hmm. Uh, instead of going, hey, we both decided that paying off the house early was something we wanted to do. So that is why we can't buy a Peloton right now. Mm -hmm. Right. That's a a conversation that would happen at our house. Or here's why we can't buy a French bulldog, because it's three mortgage payments and we are more focused on the mortgage right now. Mm-hmm. That's funny. That's yeah, very yeah. true. Yeah, anything that brings a couple together, especially in the early years, is so, and then speaking from a marriage and family therapist perspective here, is so galvanizing because it's very important, not only in the early years, but in the late, later years, to have a shared goal, to have that shared vision. We can go and do our things, our career, and of course, uh, different things that we want to do, but having that at the end of the day, me and you, Seth and Melanie, Mm -hmm. you and your wife, George, we are on the same page of this and we're here. I got your back, you got my back, Mm -hmm. and everything that we do works towards that. And that is an absolutely beautiful thing. Can I give a very illustrative uh, Harry Potter reference here that I think is good? So in the beginning, we were like Harry and Voldemort with the wands and we were fighting one another, right? Ah, Yes. the wands flowing and business happening. But then when we did uh, Financial Peace University, it was like at the end when they make the big shield and we were protecting each other. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah. In the Dumbledore's army, we were <laughs> Studley's army. <laughs> but we had to get away. We had to stop thinking that the one another were the enemies, you know? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> funny. Did it work? <laughs> yeah. Did I love a good Harry Potter brothers. analogy. Yeah. Good. <laughs> So we want to be respectful of your time, George. And one one thing, I, I love asking this question from a, like a social psychological perspective. Um, what is one thing right now, and it can be anything, nothing to do with the pandemic, nothing to do with the career or anything. What is one thing that is bringing you jazz right now? Like, you know, Ooh. lately in the past week, I have just been totally weird, weirded out on this thing and I'm just, I'm loving it. What's that one thing for you right now? So... One thing I found on the uh, mindless entertainment side, we'll go that way first, is just watching documentaries with my wife. So we we watched one called McMillions the other day about the McDonald's uh, scam scandal with the Monopoly game that was absolutely fascinating. And so that felt like less mindless than Tiger King, and I love Tiger King. I'm just (laughs) going to put it out there. And so me and my wife have just enjoyed that way of connecting, of just sitting down together and watching through something. We're watching Seinfeld right now, uh, slowly, since it's like a thousand episodes. But we've really just been enjoying that, and it's something that we both look forward to at the end of a workday, sitting down and watching an episode. So there's nothing wrong with doing those things. As long as that's not your your ultimate focus and goal. And so mm-hmm. we've definitely focused more on exercising. We've made it a goal to walk two miles a day uh, through our neighborhood. And that's been something we love and we look forward to. It. And I hate exercising. I'm going to put it. I'd rather, you know, eat celery for a month than have to go on a run. <laughs> and so just for, for her to be like, hey, we're going on the walk. I'm like, OK, fine. And then we do it. And I go, oh, I really enjoyed that. My spirit changed. My posture changed. I feel better about myself getting outside, getting that fresh air. So that's something we've really enjoyed on both fronts. That's awesome. How about you guys? Yeah, well, I, I think that same galvanizing thing, you guys are going on walks together, you have your shows together. That's awesome. And okay, so one thing that 
I have been weirdly, not weirdly, but uh, not not obsessed, but the one thing that's bringing me joy, I guess. And I got this from Amy Severson, right? I'm calling you out, Amy, right now, because <laughs> we were talking about shows when she came to our event in Louisville, and uh, she said, have you ever seen The Last Kingdom? And I was like, no. So I'm. it's a Netflix show. It's a, it's like four seasons, and I've been watching that, and it's awesome. It's a, like a historical fiction uh, type situation and it's just good i i love it she she hasn't even seen one single episode but no. that's one thing um are oh, you not into it She's i haven't like, I'm not i'm not here for that uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'll do something uh, else what one thing one show that i think you'd really love being like on the the comedy side of stuff is comedians in cars getting coffee oh big fan oh, our it, kids it is, even love that our show. kids it, it i love that from every every angle yeah that's, what about you what's yeah. bringing you jazz mel Right now, I would say Jocko Willink is yeah. jazzing, right? Okay. Like, I love the um, extreme ownershipness of everything. What'd you do, George? You're knocking yourself <laughs> Sorry, over. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Malfunction. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. I'm really digging um, sort of extreme ownership as well as um, personal growth in a very new way where I've actually been able to say to Seth things that um, like our, I mean, it sounds really dorky. It's all dorky. None of it's fun, but I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm seeing things about myself that I want to actually express that mm. I used to hide or mm. I was afraid of or whatever. And I just am in that space right now. And I love it. I love working out, That's which awesome. I used to hate working out too. Mm-hmm. I hated it. I'd rather just do nothing. But now I, I do two 45 minute workouts a day and I read 10 wow. pages of a book. Yeah. We're doing 75 yeah. hard. So it's meant to be Is hard Seth doing those workouts too. Mm-hmm. I, I did the 75 hard program. Uh, I finished Well, yeah, I started at the beginning of the year, so I'm already done with it. Now she's doing it, but I'm doing a different phase and yeah, we are doing mm-hmm. two 45 minute workouts, five minute cold shower, all this stuff that's... He does a cold shower every day. I don't yeah. do wow. that. That yeah. is bold. That is it's like it's Tony like, Robbins, Tim Ferriss level stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, Deloney's doing, Deloney. Deloney's doing it too. So. Yeah, he does cold dips. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. I'm yeah. not on that level yet. I'm like, I pay good money for this hot water and I'm going to use it. <laughs> I'm, so I'm, I'm trying to save money. I'm doing the steps. Where, yeah. <laughs> yes. No, there I'm you go. That. There's a budget. There's yeah. a minute money hack for you. Take a cold shower. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no hot water, kids. Deal with it. <laughs> so, okay. That. George, thank you so much. Uh, you're one of our new favorite people that we're following and getting inspiration from. I've and liked George for a long time, okay? That's true. <laughs> that means that means a lot. Thank yeah. you, guys. So thank you so much. If there's anything else we can do for you, mm-hmm. uh, hit us up on Instagram. Let us know. Um, and especially when you come out in June... Let's meet for drinks. And that's not a like a kind of like LA, hey, I'll look you up. That's not a fake invite. That's a real invite. It's like, let's just go have a drink. just called out everyone in LA. Hey, you're all liars. If you say, (laughs) I know. It just takes too long in LA. It's like, well, it's a three hour drive. I don't know. We can't even plan a time. Right. Yeah. 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 We'll we'll come to you. We'll check you out. And And where do you want people to find anything else out about you? Where should they go? Yeah. You can, you can go to gcamel.com, G K A M E L. That's my website. And of course, on Instagram and Twitter, at George Camel uh, is a great place to hang out with me. You'll find out about new LaCroix flavors, maybe some uh, budgeting hacks. Who knows? I'm going to be uh, putting out more content like that just to help people save a little bit of money during this time. Mm-hmm. We've got a, a playlist. If you go to gcamel.com, click on videos of all the minute money hacks we've done on our Dave Ramsey Show YouTube channel, our What Is series explaining things in a fun way like mutual funds and 401ks. I promise we made it fun. Awesome. So you can go check those out as well. Yeah. Awesome. And that little short thing that you did, I don't remember the song. It, it, was, it was Kermit it was, the Frog. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That, that was. <laughs> yes. Rainbow Connection Coronavirus Edition. You can find that uh, over <laughs> on my Instagram. It's just one of the ways I'm trying to give back, Seth. 
<laughs> hey, well, you you gave me joy for for you know that that short two Coronavirus minutes. Edition. Yeah, I know. So, all right, George, uh, we'll see you in June. Also, we're coming to Nashville in June for the Devo, so hopefully, we'll see you then. You better not be Fantastic. here when we're there. That I know. would be awful. No. Oh gosh, we got. We'll talk about that after. That would be really terrible. Yes, know, it would. All right. Well, thank you we so much. <laughs> yeah. right. Thank, thank you, you guys. Keep doing what you do. You yes. guys are awesome. You too. All, right. all, right. all right. See you later. Thanks, George. Bye. Bye. All right, we really hope that you enjoyed that episode. But before we sign off, really quickly, we want to remind you to head over to DaveRamsey.com forward slash hope, that's H-O-P-E, to get your free 14-day trial of Financial Peace University. That's the program mm-hmm. that we got that transformed our marriage. And honestly, that's it right. will bring you a perspective that you hadn't had. It will give you tools, resources, all of the things. It's funny, it's engaging, and it's broken down to make sense. So mm-hmm. go to DaveRamsey.com forward slash hope to check all of those things out. And y'all, there are serious sales going on right now. Now you can get debt-free degree from Anthony O'Neill for only 10 bucks or the audio version of Proximity Principle by Ken Coleman Mm -hmm. for less than $4. Yeah, so it's crazy. Everything is on sale there. So just go there, do yourself a favor, spend $20 and it'll be worth, well, it'll be worth thousands. Yeah, literally. In in your uh, return on on investment. But go there and do it. You'll thank Mm -hmm. us later. And if you have any questions, email us at hello at anatomymarriage.com. All right, guys. All right, see you later. Later. Bye. Bye.